the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 123. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Look at how beautiful you sound this morning. Do I? I Look sound it. good. Look it. Hear it. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> What? <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Last week. Yeah. I don't know. We've, yes, we've yeah. done this for two and a half years and there's still things like sound issues that are a mystery. Yeah. We work it out though. We feel like you guys are very generous listeners. So um, yeah, it was, it, I thought it, I still, I love the content. I love what we talked about. It was good. I did too. It was good enough that we didn't feel like we needed to scrap it and you could suffer through <laughs> my weird sounding. It voice. wasn't that bad. It wasn't at all, but you sound just silky and gorgeous this morning. So I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're in summer mode still. Yeah, we are. We are. We are still in summer mode. We still want to kind of keep it light. Yeah. Short. Mm-hmm. I loved, um, I loved just listening to our podcast last week. I did even, even though we had a little bit of a wonky sound, I, I just loved it, Sandra. I loved our succinct conversation. You and I were both kind of recording on the fly, making it work and just reminded me of kind of like how we do things. Um, we both work very differently. I, I think I, that's my impression, but we're kind of, we come together on so many things that I love kind of this little intersection of like, let's get this done this is our project. This is our podcast. Like let's, you know, we make it work. You're in your son's room, right? I'm back in my son's room, which I guess it's, it's, it's the magic place apparently. Yeah. I'm in my living room. My new studio does not support the internet out there very well. I have like one bar out there and that's probably a really good thing actually. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm in my living room with my dog here. He might get in the way, but, uh, I just feel the slower pace and it's been so nice to kind of roll out of bed, look at my notes that I made last night and go, okay, me and Sandra are just going to do this. And I've missed recording with just me and you. Same. Yeah. Same. It kind of comes back to, uh, why we started doing this and mm-hmm. because we want to, because it's fun because we like talking to each other. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to promote? I'm not in promotion mode yet. I am so done with promotion mode, Sandra. I am toast. I'm yeah. so tired of talking about myself and promoting my classes. Um, I'm done. Well, you know, I think there's time for content generation and then there's time for promotion. Totally. And right now I'm in content generation. So there is nothing to promote right now. Yeah. I'm in kind of a resting and reflecting and journaling and thinking mode right now, mm-hmm. which, is, which is creation as well. Sure. Exactly. Quieter. Yeah. 
Okay, so nothing to promote. So what are we going to talk about today? You know, we're going to talk about summer fun because summer is fun. It is fun. I kind of don't want it to end. So I'm already, August always makes me think like, oh shoot, you know, my son goes back to school in like less than two weeks. Yeah, we're, we're coming in very close as well. We go back uh, on the 20th. Yeah. By the time yeah. this airs, it'll be super soon. Yeah. Same. more weeks. So let's not talk about that. No, <laughs> let's just let's talk not. about the fun. So we're going to talk about kind of what we did this summer that was fun, right? That we really enjoyed. And it's going to be a little eclectic, I think. Mm-hmm. List. Yeah, we are. We are. I'll start. You know, oh, I have, yeah, I had like back to, I had back to back vacations. I want to hear about this because I haven't really had a vacation. So I'm excited to hear about your vacation. Yeah, I had back to back vacations. We, ha- we scheduled one a year ago because uh, the places that we go are state parks and they fill up and uh, well, actually one's a national park and the other one's a state park and they fill up. So you have to make your reservations a year in advance. And my husband takes care of it. He's the vacation planner. He's so good at it. Oh, that's like his role. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Actually, it's funny. He plans a vacation and then he forgets about it and it gets lost in an email. And then it's like, a month before the vacation and I'm asking him, okay, now when are we taking our vacation? And he has no idea. And I have no idea. It's really funny how we do that. It, it happens funny. every time. Uh, that's our thing. Um, uh, but this year, so we plan, we had our vacation planned and then about, a, I don't know, a few weeks before our vacation, he said, Hey, I'm going to go to the beach too. And I think we should just do it the following weekend. So without even thinking, I said, yes, because I am a yes sayer. And, uh, (laughs) and so that's exactly what we did. So we were gone for a week and then we were home for about five and a half days. And then we left again. Um, I know, I know. And I guess if I would have thought about it too much in advance, it would have felt, I probably would have had some preemptive anxiety about that, but I didn't. I just went with the flow because it's summer. Um, my husband has, uh, he has a bad habit of not taking all of his vacation days and then losing them. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't have yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have that. <laughs> and so I'm just glad that I said, yes, I'm glad that I didn't make it about me and how that could potentially be stressful. I just decided I wasn't going to tell that story that I was just going to say, no, this is going to be fine. And it was, um, yeah. How many days, how many days were each vacation? So one was seven and then one was just four. And so, yeah, they were, um, you know, not, not too long. And, and the time in between was just enough time to get the laundry done and the, and the, the, the bag repacked didn't even completely unpack it, just sort of added new clothes, (laughs) added clean clothes. That's bringing me anxiety and I'm just listening to you. So I'm liking you also telling me that you just said yes and you went with the flow because I I would have, I would resist that. Yeah. Resist that fun. Sandra, that's how fun I am. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you glad you're not married to me? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm such a, uh, like a homebody that it's hard. It would be hard for me to be gone back to back, you know, for 11 days total. And yeah, it was, you know, it, how good it was. It was. And then in reflection, I mean, 
you know, I can say now all the good things that happened as a result of doing that and just kind of letting go and, um, you know, letting yeah. go of the, the anxiety story and the expectations because yeah. that was the thing that gave me the opportunity to sort of es- establish a new habit with my phone. Um, oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, because, you know, at one point out where we were in West Texas, you don't have a good phone. I have zero phone signal and very little Wi-Fi unless you go seek it out. Right. But like, it, you know, at one point during that trip, I didn't have any phone connection for 48 hours. And I'm embarrassed to say that I don't, that may have been the longest I'd gone since I'd had a smartphone. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It seemed, no, I I get it. That seems long. I couldn't find my phone the other day and I was like freaking out. So yeah, it's, it's embarrassing to say as well, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and, but just having that forced break afforded me an opportunity to establish a new habit or routine, mostly morning routine Mm -hmm. with my phone because, um, even though I didn't check my phone every morning, as soon as I got up, I did most mornings and it had just become a habit that I didn't like, but yet I did it anyway. Right. Yeah. When we know better, sometimes we don't do better. Right. <laughs> we so, it, but actually getting to practice it. Oh, good. So I'm that was, yeah. So that was good. And then just all the outdoor time. I mean, I, we hiked 18 miles mm. and swam for like six hours over, gosh, probably even more counting the two, you know, the two vacations together. Um, I took a lot of photos on my, with my phone. I, I took my big camera, but I didn't even take it out of the bag. Mm. Um, because that just even seemed like too much work. Like I, I wanted to be more spontaneous and I just used my phone. I read, let me see how many books, seven books, one, two, Holy three, cow. four, five, six, seven books. Yeah. I know. Played a lot of Scrabble, drank a ton of coffee, did a lot of writing. Um, wow. I'm, I, I need to go on vacation. I think it was so good. It was so good. Oh, I'll have to tell you, you would, I think you would appreciate this. So we, um, we, we hiked up one Vista. Um, it was a hike that my husband and I had never done the whole thing. We'd gone like halfway and turned around and come back. And this time we went, we wanted to see the end. We wanted to get to the end point and it's the highest Vista in this one park. So it was 5,700 feet. Uh, elevation. Mm -hmm. And at the top was a bench and on the bench was a dry box. And in the dry box was a log book. I love a log book. Tell me more. You've just piqued my interest. I know. I know you'd love that. (laughs) You'd love that. There was was, a log book. And did you get to write in it? Yeah, we did write in it. We both wrote in it and we, you know, just sat there and sort of sweaty and out of breath and just kind of looked at, you know, flipped through everyone else's check-ins. Um, since the logbook had started, it, it was only 
about a year old, that particular one, but I imagined that there had been many before that one. Yeah. Whoever is responsible for the, the log book, the log book at Olympia Creek Vista I love um, it. probably just replaces it. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was so cool. It's like um, stepping back in time, right? A little bit when I see those I kind of things when I'm camping, it just reminds me um, when we went to Mount Hood, there was a, um, a log book and, and it was, uh, you know, that was on the Pacific Crest Trail. And I know that's where Cheryl Strayed went and I would see, you know, reading her book and saw in the movie when she would write in the log book when she would stop and like just leaving your mark. I love that. So your family left a mark. Right. Well, I love it. It was just my husband and I, we left the kids in the room. <laughs> Don't call CPS. They're old enough to hang out in a room by themselves. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it. really good. It was, it was, um, I had good vacations. I had good vacations. I read some great books. I mean, I, I won't, I won't mention all of them, but I read I read fiction and nonfiction. Um, I finally read Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Have you read that? Um, I've started it. It's really good. Um, I keep hearing that. I read. But I haven't. It. Yeah, I haven't read it. Yeah. It's so good. It's such a good. It's such a sweet book. Um, and then I read another hilarious uh, book of fiction called French Exit by Patrick Dewitt. It's brilliantly written so good I think I've seen Um, that on the social media feeds of people maybe Christy Coulter had mentioned that she'd loved it as well so oh yeah okay good that's a good endorsement Uh uh-huh so good oh and then I read the other Maria Semple book that you recommended today will be different so did you love it good yes I just wanted to hug the book when I was done I know (laughs) it's she's such a great writer so good. And Where'd You Go, Bernadette is coming out soon. I just saw a trailer for it. Yeah. Not wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, probably the best nonfiction book, which I finally read, was Educated by Tara Westover. That was a great book. I downloaded that for audio because mm-hmm. I saw that you had read that. And so I've been basically going off my Sandra's book recommendations good. for the summer that I've been downloading and. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, you've been my go-to for recommendations. Yeah, I loved educated. Um, I related to it a tiny bit because I did not grow up in a you know that kind of a off the off the um, grid you know fundamentalist family kind of situation, but I did uh, grow up in a town that was. Uh, you know, low socio-income status pockets. Um, we were sort of uh, lower mid middle class, you know, is how I grew up. That's how I grew up. But anyway, if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. And um, I related to a lot of that, which is my hometown where I grew up. There was... Um, I recognized that segment of society. And anyway, it's a great book. Yeah, you've been quite the reader this year. Are you on path with your book a week kind of goal? I am. I may be three or four behind, but I think I'll catch up. I'm determined to knock this out. I am determined. Good. 
Good. Yeah. A book a, a book a week was your goal or 52 books was your goal this year? Mm-hmm. Was that it? And some, you know, take me obviously longer than a week to read and some I, some are shorter and I read them quicker and. Yeah. Well, you, I love your, I love your goal. Cause I would be, um, I've read like one and a half books this year, Sandra. So that's, I'm embarrassed to say that. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm giving myself this education, mm-hmm. this free education, because a lot of the books I've been reading too, I've, re- I've checked out from the library, even though I have piles and piles and piles of books that I own that I haven't read, but mo- right. but almost all of the books that I've read this year, I've checked out from the library. Yeah. So I don't know. That's become, it wasn't my intention starting out, but it's become an extension of this project is that it's like a free education. I'm using the library. Hmm. Um, well, that's, that's a, I, I love that you vacation with your family. I, I have not vacationed with my family this summer. We don't vacation a lot together, me and my family, Stephen Grady. We're very separate. And Steve and I were talking about that yesterday. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because we've been together 21 years. I don't know. I, Grady's been going on these adventures on his own, mm-hmm. um, which costs money, which, you know, we stay home. <laughs> he goes on this trip and we stay home. Um, so, yeah. So um, I'll switch. I'll, I'll just say what the big thing that I've done this summer. I've only... Mm-hmm. Steve and I went away this last week. That's when I chatted with you um, for yeah. the episode last week. And we went up to his dad's house in Fort Bragg. His dad used to live in Southern California about, you know, eight or nine hours away from us. And so now he's three hours away from us, which is nice. And he lives on the Sacramento River. And for Father's Day, Steve had refurbished and made this canoe really beautiful and painted it and did the striping on it. And just, it was gorgeous what he did with this funky old canoe. And um, we got to take that out on the Sacramento River when I was up there. And Steve and I just do not do things together that often. We're very separate. We like our own spaces. We like our own time. We have different interests. Um, And so to spend two hours on the river and not see another soul for two hours, not another canoe, not another boat, nothing, just the two of us, it was felt weird. (laughs) Oh, it felt good, but it also felt a little weird. Like we don't do this. And is this what it's, we had a lot of conversations. Like, is this what it's going to be like when Grady's gone off to college? You know, we're going to have this whole other life that we're going to need to kind of re-explore with one another because, you know, when you're in parent mode, you're just like, go, go, go. You do this. I'll do that. We're very good. um, We're very good at divide and conquer, divide and conquer what's to do. We're both very capable people. Who's the most capable, who has the most bandwidth, who's going to do it. And we just do it. And so that has always been like since we got together and um, to have a little time away. So it's interesting when you, when you talked about the 11 days, right? Seven and four on day two at his dad's house, um, we stayed two nights. And on the third day, we were just going to wing it and go over to the coast. And this lady, this friend of yours, Sandra, can you imagine? In my head, I woke up and I was like, I want to go home. I just want to be home. I miss my kid. I want to go. I want to work on his room. We were going to do some projects in his room while he was gone and fix it up a little bit. That's what we had talked about on the river. And I just wanted to go home. I wanted all my things. I wanted to be in my studio. I just, me, 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 me. (laughs) 
and I shut that voice up. (laughs) I got up and did my morning routine, prayers, rituals, picked a tarot card, went down to the river. And I was like, good God, you can't just let go. You just talked to Sandra yesterday about letting go. You need to let go. You need to just see where the day takes you. Your husband wants to take you away for the night on the coast. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) So I did my morning routine. I packed myself up and I said, I'm ready. Let's just go. And he says, have you ever been to Eureka? And I said, I have not. He's like, let's go for lunch there. See, my husband is very opposite of me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Kind of fly by the seat of his pants. And I just allowed it. And we had lunch and then we drove down the coast. And so we had no place to stay. And so I had looked, when we were at lunch, Sandra, I looked up a place um, in Fort Bragg and that's along the coast and there's a glass beach there. <gasps> and I said, oh, there's a, we, we could go stay in Fort Bragg. And of course we have no internet connection once we get on the road. And, and I said, oh, well, we don't know if we have a room. And she's like, we'll just figure it out when we get there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but do you know who you're married to? Like, I think you've forgotten for just a second who you're married to. And um, we did it. We went. And we walked into the little place and they had five rooms available and it was adorable and just been refurbished and it was beautiful and everything was crisp and lovely. And yeah. So I let go a little bit, Sandra. And our talk last week about letting go has just seeped into the rest of the week for me. And talking with Steve about it, like he was like, you really wanted to come home? Like I told him that after the fact. I'm like, yeah, this uptight, woman that you're married to just had to get a little unwound. Mm. um, Two days didn't do it, but three kind of did. So maybe that's what is good for me for the future that I need at least three or four days on a trip, maybe longer to kind of get out of my head. Because if I had my way, Sandra, I would never leave my house. Yeah. (laughs) So Mm. that's my big vacation. (laughs) was that with Steve, you know, and we, and we talked about on trip. I do not remember the last time Steve and I took a vacation, just him and I. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't remember. We do not recall. Um, and while I like that about us that we can do these things independently, it was nice to get away with my husband, of course. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. So that was my big trip. The canoeing was really amazing. I really loved it. And the only thing to kind of counter what you had shared about books was that I have not been reading this year. I have not been reading paper books is what I should say. Um, But I did, we did listen to a book on tape. I think we finished David Sedaris's Calypso. I've downloaded Educated and the other book that you mentioned. uh, Flash Count Diary. Yes, I downloaded that. So that's what I'm going to listen to in the studio this week. Um, but I've been reading a lot of magazines, which I haven't read magazines in forever. And I've been pulling out images and words and kind of making my little stash piles. Um, that's not reading. I know necessarily, but it's, that's been my, that's been what I've been doing. So yeah. Yeah. I've had a few, I would say last year I didn't, uh, I was kind of working up to my reading goal this year, Mm -hmm. but even, but and and so I probably read about half the books that I'm that I want to read this year. But the year before, yeah, I don't know. I um, there's some. Well, it's hard to compare, you know, sober years to non-sober years, um, especially the last ten years of my drinking. I hardly read 
anything at all. Mm-hmm. See, I but like when it. I was in college, I was, I was a big reader. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess my reading, um, intentional reading has kind of come in fits and spurts for me, but, but, uh, so I, I under, I get that. I get that. I'm not the kind of person who is a voracious reader all the time. Yeah. I just haven't made, we could talk about this another time, but when, um, the, the Sunday New York times, uh, the year before I got sober, I subscribed to the Sunday New York times and would spend Sunday reading all day, pulling out images, it would inspire me to paint or draw something. And that really got me tapped into books, um, culture, fashion. You know, I loved it. That was a big yeah, thing. We do that on, yeah, we, we do that. that as well. I love that. But I'm not, I'm not reading books. So let's just, I'll underscore that. <laughs> um, but I want to, I have piles of them. Um, but what I am, what I am doing is I did watch a sh- boatload of TV, Sandra. Okay, good. What did you, what have you watched that okay. you liked? Because well, I'm not a huge TV watcher. Right. I don't watch it all year long. I watch like maybe a show with Steve, like we'll have a show that once a week I'll sit and we'll watch it. Like we were watching The Handmaid's Tale. You know, we do that once or twice a week. Um, but I usually don't watch any TV. So what's so surprising to me is that once school ended in May, I just became, and I think I've confessed this on the on a previous show, I just binge watched, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it out loud, <laughs> nine seasons of The Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And you know what? I know that wasn't good for me. It was like I was seeking drama or uh-huh. something. I was numbing out, I know, at the end of May, all of June, and they drink a lot on that show. Oh, and interesting. One yeah. of the wives um, has, was, is, well, she calls herself an alcoholic. People called her an alcoholic. Like the drama that surrounded her, I don't know how she agreed. I kept watching going, how is she on the show? You know, mm-hmm. being a famous person and like them dissecting her recovery. You could tell when she was loaded. I'm like, how, I don't know how she agreed to do this or what her sponsor said or why anybody said that this was a good idea. So I was almost watching just like I could in their old seat, right? This was from a long time ago. <laughs> Anyhow, that's what I did. I'm not proud of it, but I did it and I'm done. I don't want any other Real Housewives shows. I just, for some reason, just got sucked into that and all their makeup and their lashes and just like this fantasy world of where they, you know, calling their, naming their homes, Casa Blanca or whatever they call it. Oh my them. God. They're just like, that was hilarious. I just, I just it was like, like it was something you life. had to get out of your system. <laughs> Clearly. I was like, oh, I got to go see what they're up to tonight. I got to see what Lisa Vanderpump's up to. <laughs> Natalie was so mad at me the whole time. She's like, turn it off. I'm like, I can't. I want to I escape. Like there, it felt to me, it felt like a healthy escape. It felt like I wasn't drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but I just escaped. So that was my guilty pleasure, Sandra. But uh, I know you haven't watched it yet, so I'm not, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Right, just because in case. it's so good. <laughs> flea bag. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, I know. Okay, so uh, we do not have our television is is old right now, and it like it doesn't. Um, we haven't bought into the all the streaming stuff mm-hmm. yet. We have Netflix. That's it. 
But I will say that, um, you know, I've hinted at this, I guess, last last week, but we're moving temporarily and um, we are in the middle of packing up the house. Anyway, in our new place, which will be soon, sooner than later, mm-hmm. we're going to get a new television and do all the streaming stuff. <gasps> so there's going to be some um, series that I'll finally get to watch because I've heard this about Fleabag. I've had a little envy because I've wanted to watch it, but there's not, unless I watched it on my computer, which is, I don't watch things on my computer. Uh, you um, might want to watch this on your computer. Really? <laughs> I'm just going to say, um, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. I've heard this. It's on the list. I, yeah. I'm telling you in about a month, I'm going to have, I probably, I'm going to be, I'm going to turn into a TV watcher probably because we're going to get all this TV all these television options that I haven't had. And perhaps that's why I'm not so much of a television watcher because we don't, I mean, we have like the networks, the, you know, the main three networks and we have um, Netflix. Yeah. For now. That used to be how we were. And then Steve got us Apple TV and then I didn't know how to work it for years. And I just figured it out finally. Cause I, you know, I'm kind of a Luddite. So once I did, I mean, there's a reason I haven't read any books this uh, summer, I guess, Sandra. Because you like, you're, yeah, I've been hanging on to the with... world of television. Uh, I know. I better get my 52 books in before we get this new TV set up. Because that would be I a great a recommendation. <laughs> I have a feeling. I just want to talk about, if anybody's seen Fleabag and they want to talk about it, DM me because I freaking need to talk about that. I can't even say just, I, it's, it's, uh, it's very good. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced almost two years worth of content and have over half a million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing and appreciate our weekly consistency, you can be a patron of this show for as little as a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. You know, speaking of Netflix, um, there's a movie on Netflix that is so good. I'd heard about the movie uh, for about a year, I guess, how good the movie was. And then I noticed that it was on Netflix and I felt like I'd won the lottery. Mm -hmm. It's called 20th Century Women. Have you watched it? Yes. It's so good, isn't it? Mm, Yes. It makes me cry just thinking about it, Sandra. I know. It's such a good movie. So um, I I guess you would appreciate it if you were a man too, right? Because it's about relationships. Mm -hmm. But I just really identified with Annette Bening's character. Becoming a young man. Her son is becoming a man. Right. So it's a coming of age movie, I guess you could say, because um, it is about uh, a a mother and teenager son relationship, but it's also just about relationships. Yeah. And it's set in 1979. Oh, yeah. So there's just lots of like, uh, just dreamy conversations like on beds and in kitchens and around dinner tables. And yeah. it just made me super nostalgic too. Didn't you? I should rewatch it. I watched it on a plane a couple of years ago and I still have this somewhere. It's written on an airplane cocktail napkin 
and Annette Benning says something. It brought me to tears. And let's see if I can, I'm sure I'll butcher it a little bit. But she said something to the, to the young woman um, that he kind of, the boy goes and kind of hangs out with at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, can't remember what her name was. But she says to her, like, you get to see him out in the, in the world. Yes. And I never will. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to know him in a way that I'm never going to know my son. Know. Um, and it just made me cry because oh, I know. It's like, oh, so I should rewatch that. You've been giving me good. So in your newsletter, which everybody should be subscribing to Sandra's newsletter, um, you also mentioned mid nineties. So Steve and I, uh, I said, Sandra mentioned this movie that she watched. I said, Grady has been asking us to watch this for a while and he was gone in Yosemite. So we're like, let's watch it. Sandra. So good, isn't it? Oh, so good. So is it Jonah Hill? Is it's Jonah Hill wrote it and directed it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's a coming of age, right? But very young age for that young man that starred He's in it. 13 oh. in the movie, right? So it's also a coming of age movie. It's also about, it also is somewhat about a mother and son relationship mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but such a friends, movie. a pack of friends finding your group, finding your people, um, fitting in, you know, and the terror, the terror of being a younger sibling, uh, sometimes, and just that relationship that uh, was so tender in the end. Yes. Kind of horrific throughout it. Um, I, it was, so when we were watching it, I was like, why did Grady tell us to watch this? Cause we're like, it was some hard stuff in there. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, yeah. Anyhow, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I love that recommendation, Sandra. Thank you for reminding me because we had forgotten about it. Oh, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. You're, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And I mean, not only could I, you know, I was, I mean, we were there. I mean, I don't know if you had skater friends, but I mean, yeah. I was in college in the early nineties and I had lots of skater friends and there was a big skater culture at my in my, at my university. And so, um, I, I, I tapped in and, in, in, in many different ways I related to the movie, but it's so good. It's a, it's just well-written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dialogue is great and it's, it's very sweet among other things. Um, in preparation for this call today, and I'm not going to ruin this one for anybody either. Um, I watched the last episode of stranger things with Grady. Okay, I was going to say Stranger Things. Of course, we binged that. Did you love uh, it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about the 80s, like the mall culture and all of, oh, kind yeah. of the pop culture stuff that they brought in there. Really good. Really good. Yeah, so my improv teacher, that was the mall that she grew up in. Oh, really? And, uh-huh, in Atlanta. Darkport Mall? Well, yeah. I mean, it had a different name, but it's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so she was kind of telling us, you know, where Scoops Ahoy, that was actually, I don't know, the Chinese food place or something. And, uh-huh. um, <laughs> oh, just seeing all of the like eighties references was so great. And the back to the future and just talking about like, you know, when he was trying to sleep with his mom, basically, I'd forgotten about that, about back to the future, <laughs> like all these little tiny references were kind of fun for being our age and watching, you know, this with our kids. I thought it was cool. Oh, it was so cool. And, and yeah, the hair and the, and the, um, you know, when she shop, um, 
when Eleven is shopping at the units, kind yes. of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. And I, I've loved just watching the show with Grady. You know, he's like, you can watch the last one while I'm gone, mom, because we tried to finish it before he left for his trip. I'm like, no, I'm going to save it. I'm going to wait till you get home. And I said, before I talk to Sandra, I have to just finish it. Not that we were going to give away the ending, but just that I wanted to finish it. And it was really, really good. Yeah. So good. So good. Such a clever, so good. Uh, I love how it relates to, you know, two generations of, 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 um, people in two wildly different ways. Have you, I was going to ask you, have you seen any movies this summer? If we're talking about summer fun, have you seen any movies or, uh, at the theater? Um, at the theater, the only movie we saw was Toy Story 4. Aww. <laughs> it was so good. good. Of course it yeah. was. It's Aww. so good. Gosh, see, another movie for parents and kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're smart that way. It was so good. I had to talk my husband into going. He was like, I, I think I could sit that out. And I was like, I really want you to come. <laughs> and anyway. he was so glad that he did. Yeah. Aww. Well, I saw a few and I'll just touch on them really quickly because I, I think they all were very, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, I saw Echo in the Canyon. Okay. It was about, I heard of it. It's about um, it, Bob Dylan's son. What is his name? Jacob, Jacob. Dylan. It was a, a documentary of uh, about the music that was made in Laurel Canyon during a certain certain couple of years now, I've forgotten the years. Um, and just kind of this beautiful artist community that came together in Laurel Canyon in the sixties and how they made music and how they riffed on each other's style and how they influenced each other and how they would go, you know, some person got this special guitar and then the other person, you know, another band would be like, I want a guitar like that. Cause I want that sound. And it was really like stealing like an artist kind of thing, you know, oh, and so cool. it just riffed and the mamas and the papas were in that. Um, Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. And it was great. And so Jacob Dylan is kind of doing this documentary and it's modern uh, Fiona Apple. Um, who is it? Spectre. Is it Regina Spectre? Regina Spectre. Her um, Beck, they redo, they have a concert and they, they showcase these songs that they um, oh, that so were from cool. that time period. And they, and they did a really great job. So that was interesting. Um, and then I saw Quentin Tarantino's new film last week, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How is that? We want to see it, but haven't yet. It was good. It's different. Um, I was going in expecting one thing because I, you know, I'd heard it was kind of uh, inspired or riffing on the Manson murders. And I was like, huh, how's this going to go? <laughs> right. And it's an interesting um, it's an interesting t- thing that he's done with that. But Brad Pitt was fantastic as mm-hmm. he is. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was fantastic. Right. So it was, it was good to see. It was, that was, it was good. Lena Dunham's just in there for a hot minute. Right. Um, but of course I want, I heard that she was going to be in there. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I saw The Farewell this last weekend with Aquafina, um, Chinese, um, uh, sub, well, there were subtitles because it was in Chinese mostly. And it was about her grandmother getting diagnosed uh, um, with lung cancer and that she was going to die. And so, but they can't tell her. Um, and so the family goes to China and, and she's like, why can't you tell her? Like, does it, shouldn't she know? And the family's like, no, it's not the cancer that will be hard for her. It'll be her fear of the cancer oh, that, that will wow. kill her. Oh my god! So they didn't tell her 
and I can't, I don't know if I should tell you the, I can't tell the end either. Yeah. Um, they didn't tell her, but they all go and they had this fake wedding um, for her. And, and they, they said it's based on a lie, you know, which the whole story is a lie, how they just kind of lie to each other because they want, don't want to make somebody sad or they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And so there's all, but it's because they love each other too. It's not like they're all just big fat liars. Um, oh, that's so yeah. interesting. It was just like the, everybody had to pretend and they had to, so that she would, so that her, you know, the final days or her final years or whatever it is, she would, she wouldn't be overtaken by the fear of dying. Mm-hmm. And that actually ends up working out pretty well for that family. So that's all I'll say about that. That sounds beautiful. Now, do you go see movies with your husband? Yeah, that, we, I saw all of those with him. Okay, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. That's we a date. Really, There's a, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, we just don't go on vacation so much. <laughs> <laughs> But we, uh, yeah, we go to the movies a lot. I love, we have a great little theater in town. And so, yeah, we like doing that. And Grady usually goes with us as well. Um, but, you know, maybe that will be coming to an end in the next couple of years. But, yeah. What else did you do fun this summer? Anything before we wind it down? Like, did you we see shows or did you I, see concerts, I, I, I have seen a lot of improv. <gasps> yes. And I had my level three show, which went. <sighs> fine. It was kind of, it was a little touch and go. It didn't, we kind of had, um, members of our class kind of dropping out at the last minute. I know. And so it was a little scary at first. I didn't think anyone was going to show up. It was just me and another guy, uh, about an hour before the show. And, and then, um, a couple of more, um, of our, our, our team showed up and we had a we had a good show. Um, so level three is done. I'm about to start level four, uh, tomorrow. Well, when this, as we're recording this, um, tomorrow night or tonight, sorry, tonight. Uh, so I'm about to have a new class and a new teacher and a new focus. And, um, in kind of preparation for this class, I went to see a show, a one woman show that was performed by the teacher that I'm going to have um, for the next few weeks for a couple of reasons. I was curious to see her improv style um, since I'm going to be having her as a teacher. Also, it was a one woman show and it's something that I'm super, you know, like Uh for for our future, but it's something that I'm interested in seeing if I could pull off because I have a good idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my conclusion is that, yes, I think I can do it. I know you can do once it. Once I get some, yeah, once I get a little more experience under my belt, but the way she did it is exactly how I was picturing mine could go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, seeing something done already gives you a little more confidence. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I have, um, still doing improv. Could you talk to her and get some, I, I hope oh. that I, I hope that I will have an opportunity to, um, talk to her Good. because, uh, like I said, I'm about to have her as a teacher for, I guess yeah. our, our little sessions are like six weeks long and cool. yeah. And so I'm, I am super excited. Um, I would love to see a one woman show with you, Sandra. Well, I have, you know, I, I've mentioned it before, but I have a pretty good idea mm-hmm. and it would be about, um, 
you know, it would be about, about getting sober. Mm -hmm. And so, and it would be one of those, you know, opportunities that you would extend, um, to an audience laughter, uncomfortable laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. My friend, um, friend of a friend, but in Montana, she, um, did a one woman show about her postpartum depression Right, called playing monopoly with God. And I've heard it's just fantastic. And she was supposed to come to San Francisco and she never did. It ended up getting taken different places. Um, but I always wanted to go see it. And I just fascinated that I'm just fascinated by storytellers. So yes, I would, I would I'd be very interested in. Going I'm fascinated. Right. I'm fascinated by storytelling and I'm fascinated by people that can, you know, make you laugh mm-hmm. even though you question whether or not you should be laughing at this particular uh, subject. Sort of like Hannah Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was just, like I said, listening to David Sedaris with her beautiful show. And I'm not comparing myself to Anna Gatsby at all. But oh, yeah, oh, sorry. No, no, no. The ebb and flow of, of Hannah Gatsby. And yeah, and she had something very important to say, right? And that you could filter it through. She'd got some laughs, but it was very serious content. And she got her message across. Um, I was just saying, David Sedaris, how he talked about his sister Tiffany's suicide. Um, I was Mm. just listening um, and how he weaves a story, the details and, you know, on such a tough subject, but how he can bring humor to it Mm -hmm. and the family. And for you, um, you're such a great writer, Sandra, and such a great storyteller. I think that I'm sure I have no doubt that you couldn't just do that fantastically. Well, I have it written in my head and I'm actually going to start actually writing it out I think I'm, I'm also signing back up for my, my writing class so that I can workshop some of it there. Of course, it's a different audience, but they would, you know, I can, I can definitely, you know, um, take the temperature and see if, uh, people are laughing at the right moments and all of that, you know, get feedback. Oh, that's great. I love that you do that. That's so, because just that in itself is so hard to kind of get the feedback, right? For me, it would be, you know, like it's very vulnerable. That's like the first step of like taking off the bandaid and be reading it to others and and kind of workshopping it. Yeah. So that's it. Did you see any um, performances or go to any book signings or anything like that? I don't. I I normally am stacked with book signings, but I haven't had, I haven't been to a book signing in a while. Um, no, I mean, we went to one, um, with Patton Oswalt, um, taking his, his deceased wife's book on tour, um, about the golden state killer but that was, was that in the summer? I can't even think. If it was, it was in the very beginning of the summer. Yeah, it might be at the beginning, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at the book schedule um, constantly, and there have been a few that have come in and to, onto my radar, but um, I don't know. There haven't, haven't been any that I just think unequivocally I have to go and yeah and do the thing. So which is unusual. That's usually been my jam. 
Yeah, I don't go to many. I, I went to one at the, I think we talked about it. It was right when we got back from Portland. I went to a, to a Liz, Liz Gilbert, but that was it. Um, but I wanted to say I went to the Rob Bell Introduction to Joy Tour. Right. And how was that? Oh, Sandra, he is so good. I like why I love him so much. I feel, you know, I kind of resisted him in the beginning. I shared with you a long time ago. What I like about him so much is he's so self-deprecating. He is so, um, he keeps things simple. You know, he doesn't do any show notes for his podcast, right? He, he just hits record when he wants to record and puts it out there and like, doesn't have to do all the bells and whistles. He doesn't have an assistant. He just creates what he wants to create when he feels like it. And he gets quiet when he feels like it. he doesn't have to talk about getting quiet. He just does it. Uh-huh. And it was really great. And he talked about, um, he took you through this kind of slideshow and he was like, for the people who are in the front with the notebooks, this is going to be a real hard thing to follow. <laughs> and I was like, my notebook was out. Natalie's <laughs> notebook was out, you know, where there were some sober friends. Uh, and so it was a slideshow of just like little quirky moments that he captured, you know, a guy wearing a funky outfit at the beach that was looking out at the horizon. And he's like, look at that guy. He captured joy in that little moment, you know, uh, signs he would see like at the dog groomers, like just moments that brought him joy. And he laughs, you know, he's so, his laugh is so kind of infectious too. And he kind of laughs at himself and is having a good time. But basically in the end, you know, his message, he's like, you're not going to get to them. You know, your note taking will happen at the end. And it was true because I got busted out my notebook again. And he just talked about how life is like vapor and he sprayed it like this mist bottle and you could just see the mist going, Sandra. Mm. And he said, and life I think is just vapor management. And he said that, um, you know, you just need to enjoy your life. And basically he, he was reading from Ecclesiastes, which I don't, know a lot about, <laughs> but he just said that today is all we have and that we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And we should just celebrate that we get another day. And he said that joy, you know, acknowledges the heavy joy gets really good at reframing the whole thing. Joy is highly sensitive to reframing the whole thing. Joy can be found in the simplest of things. Joy understands vapor and joy has no shame. So he said, you need to find the joy, seek and amplify the joy in your life. These little tiny moments. Like, so it was all very common sense. Like, of course, you know, everything he said, you're like, Oh, I could, yeah, I agree. But it's like doing it. And what he illustrated with his slideshow is just like these little opportunities uh, that we have every single day to find joy. And at the very end, I, I, I will spoil this one because I think it's so beautiful what he said. Um, he said, today we have endless joy available to us. And he put up a, a picture of like a, a fishmonger sign. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know how they have all the fish here? They have all of it. And then he put up a picture of like a cheesemonger. Like in Paris, you have like this cheese store. And so this person's called a cheesemonger. And then he says, I want you to go out and be a joymonger. Go mm-hmm. capture all the little bits of joy that you can because you're all going to die. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> that is a message that only an Enneagram 7 can deliver. I think that that's <laughs> why we Enneagram 7s were put <laughs> to mm-hmm. mix amongst everyone else. Is be, Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah, 
Yeah, Rob Bell. I totally, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. He, and he was just so delighted with himself while delivering it uh-huh. <laughs> in a way that's not pompous or arrogant or he's no. just so down to earth. Um, he's one of my great teachers. I love him. I love I him now. I love him too. I love, I love it when he giggles and is so impressed yes. with himself. And yeah. He talked about joy embraces the full spectrum of the human experience. And it was just like this simple message delivered by such a humble, great speaker. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So that's where I'm going to leave that. I'm going to go try to be a joy monger for the rest of uh, my days, you know, and just try to seek it out. That's a good you know, it's a good, um, it's a good mantra to keep in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of joy monger. Yeah. I will go see him speak anytime he's speaking from now Same. on. Because Same. Because it's, it's just like, I'm paying to go see a sermon. Yep. That's right. That's exactly what I'm paying to right. see. Right. <laughs> I totally, he's only been to Austin a couple of times, but I've seen him yeah. both times he's come and I agree. He's good. Well, do you have anything else no. fun you want to share? I think I'm done with the fun. I um, mean, not, <laughs> not done, but you know, I think yeah. we could finish this podcast episode about summer fun and get on with our summer fun. Yeah. Go be a fun monger or a joy monger, whatever that looks like to you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week, I guess. So okay. We don't even know. That's how fun. That's how fun we are. <laughs> Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.